This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi guys, how are we doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. I have such a beautiful episode for you today. We have my friend Kira Jones on the podcast. Kira and I met during Miami Swim Week this year at an event. We had been IG friends for a little bit, and then we met IRL this year. And I knew immediately that I wanted to ask her to come on the podcast because, honestly, I just love her energy. I love what she's doing. I love what she's building. I love how passionate and intentional she is about all the work and all the content that she puts out, it really, really shows. And she's somebody who inspires me. And I just, I love following along everything she's doing, you know? In this conversation, we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and a lot about what people don't get to see necessarily online and the different lessons and time management and just everything about being a very productive bitch you know what I mean and the varying seasons of entrepreneurship as well towards the end we get into a little bit of the more like emotional side of working in something like what we do you know like the emotional mental aspect about it we talk about confidence and comparison and that was actually one of my favorite parts of the whole episode so I can't wait for you guys to listen let me know what you think make sure to give Kira some love and check out all the amazing shit that is happening on cacti wellness okay which is her brand which you will hear about in the episode so yeah also really quick i am tbd on whether i will see you guys next week because it is thanksgiving and i will be home in costa rica with my mom but i can't decide because if i want to put out an episode next week i have to do it like now oh my god i didn't even tell you guys today's wednesday i didn't set the mood for you today's wednesday november 16th I'm waiting a second before I tell you the time because it is 3.32 p.m. Would have been really nice if I looked over and it was 3.33. That would have given me a little heart attack, you know, but I'm not going to lie to you. It's 3.32 and it's a beautiful day in Miami. Anyway, so if I want to record something for next week, I have to do it basically this weekend because I don't rec- I don't record when I'm home. It's just too loud, etc. So yeah, but I don't know because last year I didn't, I know I skipped Thanksgiving weekend, like the episode for Thanksgiving weekend. And by skipped, I just mean, I feel like people are like with their families and enjoying their families and not necessarily listening to podcasts on Thursday. But I don't know. I haven't decided. Let me know. Let me know. Do you guys want an episode next week or should we just have a little Thanksgiving moment? Oh, it's three through three now. Or should we just have a little Thanksgiving moment and I'll see you guys the week after? I don't know. I haven't decided. So we'll see. I might see you next week. I might see you the following. Okay. Either way, keep your eyes peeled on M Club. Okay. Because we are participating in Black Friday, Cyber Monday for the first time ever. I'm getting my Black Friday, Cyber Monday cherry popped. Okay. Because last year I had just launched like a week before. And honestly, I just had no idea what I was doing. I did not prep correctly for q4 but that's just because of when i launched whatever anyway so this year we're having fun okay and let me just say it will be the biggest sale 
of the year and literally ever thus far. And we are doing something fun for both um, occasions. Okay, so make sure you stop by next weekend. I'm just going to say a lot of favorites are coming back. Okay, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Enough about me. Love you guys. Enjoy this episode and I'll see you next week, maybe, or the week after. I'm so excited to have you. Before we get into everything, can you give us a little intro? Actually, I actually was going to ask you what your sign was. I feel like you told me when we met, but I don't remember. Okay. Yes. So, all right. I'm Kira. So my intro, I guess I'm Kira Jones. I am a content creator and I also am a wellness entrepreneur. I have a company called Cacti Wellness, which is a productive wellness platform. We have workouts, meditations, and productivity workshops. And it's really all about helping women, busy women like all of us, find pockets of time um, and really like master our time management skills so that we're able to take better care of ourselves. So that's what I do. My sign is I'm a Pisces, but I'm an Aries rising. And so people, I always get told that they think I'm an Aries. I remember this conversation. Yeah. So Kira and I met in at Miami like in an event during Miami swim week. And I ask everybody their sign because I just, I'm an astrology bitch, even though I don't know that much, but I love to know. I remember, I feel like I guessed, I think I guessed you as a fire sign and you were like, no, I'm Pisces, but that's my rising and your energy. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. And I think especially with like work and social settings, that part comes, like your rising just comes out more. Whereas like in my head, I'm like super emotional, Pisces, like watery, but it doesn't, I don't project myself that way very much. Yeah. I'm a double Capricorn. I think I told you that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's there. I mean, I don't know how else to be, you know, I'm like, I feel the most identified. And when people tell me like, when people tell me like, I don't identify at all with my sign, I'm like, cannot relate. No, I know. You could look at any fucking Capricorn thing. And I'm like, that is me. Like unfortunately and fortunately I know yeah. and you know when you read it and you're like oh that is so not me but in the back of your head you're like oh it's just I don't want to relate to that but I know that like deep down that's that's I who know. I am <laughs> I know um okay I want to talk about cacti wellness for a little bit I want to hear just where this idea came from like talk me through how we got here and what led you to creating this okay so Oh, it's such like a loaded question, I guess, at this point, because I, as I'm sure you know, it's like when you start a business, there's so much and everyone's path is different. But for me, it was like there were so many iterations before it got to what it is now. And even when I just look at like the platform, the way that my platform is, it's an app and it's streaming like that was not really a huge thing pre-COVID. And so when I had started the company or I guess when I started the brand rather, it was really just like a blog. I was posting, doing deep dives into how productivity affects wellness because I was always super interested in that topic, um, almost as like a little hobby. And then I started blogging and sharing and I was like, there's got to be a way to kind of get this information to the people that need it, who in my mind are like people working in corporate or people that just have crazy schedules and like don't have quote unquote time, which is the number one excuse for why people don't work out or meditate is because they don't have enough time. And so that was kind of like, you know, I had the message, I had the interest and I was like, how do we get this to people and how do we make this sticky, something people want to do, something people want to be a part of. Um, so yeah, I had built the brand out pretty heavily. And then once COVID started, I was creating videos and putting them on like a website and the website kept crashing. And um, mostly because videos are just so like such 
huge files. Large. Yeah. And so, you know, I had no idea that there was a difference between text and video in terms of file size. I just had never really thought about it. And so everything's crashing and I'm telling my now husband like, oh my God, what's going on? You know, no one can load this. It's taking a minute for people to load the video. Like it's just such a bad look. He's like, you really need, you should get, you should make it an app or you should find something that can like better host the video. And so eventually through a bunch of Google searching and figuring out like what other people were using, we launched the app in February of 2021 of last year. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like how it all came about and how it started and came to what it is now. I feel like one of the biggest things I've learned in entrepreneurship, and you can tell me if this is, if this resonates with you, but it's figuring it out. Sometimes I get questions in my DMs and I'm not shading anybody. I love that I've built a community where people feel comfortable to come and ask me things. Like I love that. But sometimes I get questions about building a brand or starting a, a, a business. Obviously, I just fucking started. I'm like figuring it out as I go. But sometimes the questions that I get, I try to be helpful. But a part of me in my brain is also like, if you're asking a complete stranger things that I personally would Google and literally figure out, I don't know. I feel like to do something like this, you have to have this like innate curiosity and like not drive. I'm not saying people aren't driven, but do you get what I'm trying to say? It's like you have to have this. No, I do. Like switch in your brain that is like. I'm going to figure this out somehow. It sounds like so much of this, like the trajectory has been like evolving with like the times and also just figuring it out. And I feel like that is the biggest thing I've learned this year, honestly. Yeah, I think it's funny because someone, I was having a conversation with a friend and he is really, you know, great at what he does. He's like one of the top people in his career, um, but he does work for a corporation and he kind of has this interest in like getting out of what he's doing and doing something else. And so we were just talking and he, he had been, we'd been bouncing ideas and I was kind of like, well, what if you did this? And what if you did this? And he's like, it's so funny because you look at things and like, you just don't seem to see any, um, I forget what the word was, but basically like he was saying, I don't see any, like any issues coming up ever. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not that I don't see them. It's just that I, if you want to do something like those issues are going to be so small compared to the big picture. So you have to be willing to like get around things a little bit. And it's kind that part. I think needs to be fun to you in order to have a sustainable career working for yourself, whether you're, you know, like owning a business and managing people, then it especially becomes true. But even if you're just starting something where you're maybe freelancing or you, you're not, you know, being guided by a larger team or a boss or something like that, you really need to figure out every step of the way. And that has to be, there has to be some fun to that. Otherwise you're just going to be so burnt out and hate your life because every day it's figuring something new out. Um, and sometimes they're like easy fixes and you can just slap a bandaid on it. And sometimes it's like a huge, you know, lead out and you've really got to do something about it. But I think that that needs to be fun. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad that I said that about the person who DM'd me. I don't, I don't mean it in a bad way, but honest, like, it's just that sometimes I'm like, I would never like put my dreams in like the in like the dms of somebody that I don't know like I would I'll do anything to figure it out and research and learn and I I that's what I'm trying to say is I feel like before you even start if you don't have that like I feel like it's going to be a little bit harder to like get through all the fires that you constantly have to put out and that you always have to be figuring out you know I also think it's like you're not pulling out a camera when something's going wrong just because you're busy figuring and solving it. And so because of that, I think maybe because I get DMs like this too, especially about like how I edit, how I do all sorts of just like different little things. 
that are, I can, I can see from someone's perspective how maybe they're asking because it looks easy because they're seeing the, seeing the finished product. And so I'm like, maybe that's why you're asking, but really like, do you have three hours? Like, it's not like I can just say one quick sentence and then suddenly you're going to be able to do it too. But I think it is actually make, makes more sense when you really think about it from their perspective, because they're thinking, oh, I want to do that too. And she clearly figured it out. So maybe she could just like, or people will ask what app I use to edit. And it's like, I can tell you that, but that's not going to necessarily make your video turn out the way mine was because, you know, it's practice. I've been doing them almost every day for a year. Like that's a lot of videos. Totally. And that's such a good point. And I wanted to talk about basically the shit that people don't see. I think you posted something the other day and it inspired me when I was thinking about like what I wanted to talk to you about. I think you posted something like something that went wrong in your day. And you said like, I want to start sharing more of like the shit that no one sees when things actually go wrong. Cause it's so easy to like share obviously the good moments, the happy moments. And we are in a way bringing people along through our days. You know, I love your stories are one of my favorite ones to watch. They're always uplifting. They're always, I always feel inspired. I feel good. I'm very cautious of how I feel when I watch other people's content and I loved when you did that because it's also like, oh, fuck, like we forget sometimes like it's not like we're all telling a story online and that story, obviously, we're curating the way that it's being narrated. And I feel like there's so much shit that people don't see, which is for a million reasons. Obviously, we're not going to be like you said, we're not going to be taking our phone out when shit hits the fan. And we're also not going to be being like negative in a way and like posting all like the, the downfalls. Right. Obviously, I get that. But what is something or a few things that you wish maybe people knew more that they don't necessarily see. And it can be about anything like working for yourself, building a team, entrepreneurship, anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything. Okay. So I have, it's, I have such a weird relationship with like what you just said about showing behind the scenes, because one of my biggest pet peeves is people that, especially on social media, but really in any circumstance, like complain a lot, it really bothers me. And I think when like what I posted that you're talking about was on my close friend. So like you saw it. Yeah. But it's like funny because it's like, I know that the people on my close friends are usually like also entrepreneurs or are people that like know what my life is like. And so I know you wouldn't take it as complaining. You would like find it relatable, but I get, I worry. And maybe this is just like a weird insecurity that like, if I'm posting this stuff, to everyone that people are going to be like, Oh my God, she's so ungrateful. She's complaining about all this stuff, even though she's, it was about this event or about something like a big, you know, she made money off of this and she's complaining about it or whatever it is. And it's like, obviously that's not my intention. It's more to be like funny and like, haha, look, this looked so great. And when you saw the event recap, but really like two minutes before, you know, I think it's, I think it's like, first of all, how you do it. And second of all, the frequency, like if you're doing this every single day, like, yeah, you know, I I understand your point totally. And I get it hundred percent, but I think, I think here and there sharing like, Hey, I know this looked this way, but actually, let me tell you what actually fucking happened. The people that get it are going to get it. Totally. I feel like there's always going to be someone who's going to, who's going to be determined to misunderstand you online. They're going to be determined to take whatever you're saying and find something wrong with it. And 
those aren't your people, right? Like obviously those aren't the people that you're speaking right. to. Is it annoying to deal with? Absolutely. But I feel like especially people who follow you and who know the kind of content that you post constantly, like you sharing tidbits, if you ever wanted to, right? right. Like if you ever were like, I want to show like what actually totally. happened. Here. And people do respond well when I do. I just, I don't know what it is where I'm like, ah, but I guess. No, they would because it's, it's relatable in a way. And it's also like humanizing this career and industry yeah. that is so glamorized. Like I don't do that as much in my stories, but I'm so fucking open in so many areas on my yeah. podcast. And I swear that's like created the most depth for me with the people that listen. It's because yeah, you can watch my reels and watch me getting drunk and having a cute morning and whatever and working and this and that. But then when you hear me and I'll actually tell you more things and 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 tell you the actual story, like I think it adds a degree of like, okay, all that glitters is not gold, you know? Mm -hmm. I think like to back to that original question of like, what do I wish people could see? I think one, it, so the content creation piece of what I do kind of came, sec come secondary to me, to my actual business. Like if I could blow anything up, it'd be my business. Like I don't, the content is fun, but it's like, that's more of just like a side thing that goes hand in hand and works well with the business itself. So I think when it comes to cacti and, and what I wish people could see there or that maybe people would just be interested to know, it's like any piece of content you see or any, um, whether it's a video on the app or it's stories, you know, a story series or you're seeing an event recap. It's just funny because again, it's like, right, I just posted that in five minutes or I had someone from my team post it in five minutes. But in reality, like any of those things at least had a week of work behind them, if not a month of work behind them. And I think that that just, you can't see that through social media because a lot of times, especially like right before we started recording, you were talking about Black Friday stuff. And it's like, you can't really take people along through all of that because part of it is the surprise of the campaign. And we're working on a winter campaign right now. And it's the same thing. Like I want to be teasing it and showing the behind the scenes, but I also don't want to like spoil the fun of like when the winter campaign launches and people get to see what it is. So I think it's just, there's, you know, people want now, especially with TikTok, I find that brands have such like a human piece to them and people want to see like what the brand went through to produce a product or maybe something that like people love to see things go wrong. Like maybe something went really wrong when they were like about to start a sale or something and people do enjoy that piece of it. So I think, you know, having like that behind the scenes content is is fun. I wish we could do it more. It's also just even that it's like, that's content. That's like, work. work. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, I have to get the actual content out first and then we can do the fun behind the scenes stuff. So that's one thing. And then I'd say from being a content creator, there's just this narrative that, you know, oh, they made X amount of money for doing one story frame, like must be nice. And it's just, I, it's not even worth like trying to stand up for yourself and explain, but people that do create content know there's so much that goes into that, like one post. And so often that, that one post that you saw was actually like five posts that the brand didn't approve. And then you finally got it approved. worth of back and forth emails. Yeah. So I think those would be the two things that like people just, you wouldn't know unless you're in it. There's so many things about other people's jobs that I don't know. So I don't take it like personally offense when people don't get it, but those are things that like, yeah, you just, there's no way you would know. And especially with social media, like you said, I try to post as much positive, uplifting content as possible. I try to only bring in, you know, any sort of like negative information in kind of either a funny way or a helpful way. And so 
you don't see that much on my platform. <laughs> There's, I heard this somewhere. I wish I could credit the person, but I don't remember exactly where I heard it. But they said, I left my nine to five to work 24 seven. And I feel like that is, I don't work 24 seven because I do sleep seven hours a night because I need sleep. I love sleep. But every other hour aside from that, I'm either working or thinking about work mm -hmm. or about to work or what, or I mean, also living my life. But like, I find that statement incredibly true. And I think things look a certain way online. And I, I think it, it goes back to what we were talking about. Like things can look so seamless, like you said. Yeah. Which makes people believe like, oh, just threw together this reel. Like, da, da, da. like it's like, right. no, I, it's fine. They don't have, people don't have to understand. I think also consumers now are so smart and just get smarter. And I think whether they understand the time that has been put into something or not, into a post, into a story, into a collaboration, into a campaign, whatever, whether they understand it or not, I think people can really feel someone's passion and feel someone's like purpose. I feel like we're collectively just getting smarter as consumers and as creators and consumers. We, I feel like, have a different um, – we're able to see things in a different way, obviously, because we're on both sides, right? But I feel like as just consumers – they're get. I mean, people are fucking smart. And I think, like I said, whether they can really see everything that has gone behind a post or whatever it is, I think people can tell when someone is really like, just when someone is like fulfilled doing what they're doing and sharing what they're sharing, like it screams off of your Instagram and like out of everything you do, like you can tell that you like love what you're doing and that you're doing things like with so much intention. I just try to think about that. You know, I'm like, no one will understand everything that goes behind the scenes. But as long as people are picking up on the intention and the fact that this is coming out with so much love, regardless of what it is, that's what I try to like hold on to. No, I agree with that. I think like you do a good job of keep your like so funny too, with just like the little things that you'll post at, that I don't know about boys or about dating or like about even just like the Celsius addiction, which by the way, I have all the strawberry guavas in my fridge right now. Yeah, uh, this is my second one. Oh my god, I need to pull one out after this. I'm like fading, but Do yeah. Do you have two a day? I usually have like one or two coffees in the morning, and then that's my afternoon thing. Okay, that makes me feel better because everybody gives me so much shit. But it's a lot I of caffeine, but that's how I am. Yeah, I'm wired that way. I also just love it. I love feeling wired. Know. You know what I mean? Me too. <laughs> That's how, we that's how we were working all day. I, I mean, I should probably discuss this with my therapist, you know, but it's like, I, I love the feeling. I, like I know. I think that that's, but some people like to be like super chill. So I think it's, you know, people like take CBD and stuff during the day to chill out. I, I like would rather be the Same. other way. Sorry, you were saying cool. something and I interrupted you. Oh, no, I don't think I was. Was I? Something about the Celsius? Something oh, I was just oh, saying, that I... yeah, I was just saying that I like that you, you know, have the, the little pieces that like make it seem real. And I think that those moments are what like what cut through the noise, what bring people back to the, to the purpose of the content and like make people want to stick around because ultimately like there's so many trends, there's so many things that people like to see and are fun and they're like fun to watch and fun to see. And like, I love watching like and creating aesthetic, like day in my life type of content, but that's not what's going to make someone feel connected to you and want to, you know, and want to support other things that you're doing. And for me, everything I do when it comes to a content creation side is ultimately to like 
bring people into the cacti family totally. and, and help them connected. learn that message. So it's, it needs to be more than just pretty imagery. And I think you do a really good job of that too. Thank you. That's so nice. Um, I try. I try to I, – I felt a little weird about IG like in the last month or so just because I felt like there was so much repetitiveness and I had to take a step back really and kind of – I feel like I was just posting to post in a way. Like I, I kind of lost a little bit of my intention, even if it's as silly as like posting on my stories. Like I kind of lo- – I was just posting because I was like, oh, got to post instead of being like, no, like why am I posting this? Like I know it sounds silly and I know not everything is that serious, but – I was like, I don't just want to post to post. Like I, if I'm going to post like my stories, I even want that to be mm-hmm. telling a little bit of a story, you know? And so I kind of had to take a step back and I was talking to my friend Maddie about this and I told her, I was like, I just feel like, you know, I love doing little vlogs as well, but I love to do them with like little excerpts of my podcast or like little things that hit or little like reminders. Like I love that shit. I love doing it. And I was telling her, I was like, I just don't feel like this would, you know, I don't feel like it's going to hit. I don't feel like whatever. I was like, everything looks the same. And she was like, no, everything you're looking at looks the same. And I was like, fuck, that's so true. The content that I consume is very diverse. But for some reason, I was only focusing on like a certain, a certain content that I was like, well, only this works and only this is what people like. And I was like, she, she had to like pull me out of the bubble in a, in a way and be like, no, like that's wrong. And there's room for whatever you want to do if you're I feel like if you're doing it passionately and but that's a whole other conversation but I want to talk about routines because you are a productive queen and I love watching people who I admire's morning routines. I'm a big morning routine bitch. So with as much detail, can you tell us, can you walk us through like what your ideal morning routine looks like for a day that you're like I got to feel good, I got a lot of shit to do? And I want to feel amazing. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to say like to a T what I do if it's like my perfect morning routine, but obviously know that not all of these things get hit every day. Um, So, okay. And also this is actually something interesting because the first thing I'm going to say is no phone in the morning, but I've been, I used to be able to like do that so easily. I could like go 30 minutes, no phone. I was like happy, excited. I think it's something about like the the workload I've had lately where I've just been feeling like waking up, feeling like stressed that I'm missing stuff and needing to like check my email, check my texts. Like I don't do a ton of scrolling in the morning, but I'm like working basically the second I open my eyes and then doing my meditation. And the one I'm going to tell you is what I wish I was doing and what I used to do. So basically I'll wake up um, around like five, between 5.30 and 6 is usually when I like to get up. It's been harder when it's been darker in the morning, but we finally got that sunlight back a little bit. So it's been getting better. But yeah, 5.30 to 6 is usually when I get up in a perfect world, wouldn't look at my phone and I would just immediately do my breath work and meditation. Um, I'll either do one from the app that's guided or sometimes I'll just put like sound bathy music on and breathe. Do you wake up naturally or do you have an alarm? I have an alarm. Oh, no, no, no. So you look at your phone just to turn off the alarm and then you go about the morning. Yeah. I put my phone like plugged in like across the room. So I have to get out of bed. You're which one of is those. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise I'll snooze. Even then I snooze. Really? Yeah, it's hard for me. Yeah. I know it's, I don't know what it is. I think also we sleep with our room so cold, which I love, but that's like makes it so hard in the morning. That's when you're the like reason why when, when people tell me they do that, I'm like, you are choosing violence. Like first yeah. thing in the morning, because I sleep in a fucking tundra. Like it is so cold when I go to bed. That if I had to walk up, I, I also sleep naked sometimes. Sometimes I wear something because I'm scared I'm going to get robbed at night. But if I had to wake up 
and like walk across the like my room to get my phone, I would fucking freeze. But I guess it's but like a drop you, to your system. But when you grab it, then do you feel like you're just like on it right away? Well, I don't do that because I, 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 I can't do that to myself, you know. Oh. But I, I turn. I'm the same as you. I turn off my alarm. Yeah. Sometimes, honestly, I wake up. I have hella anxiety, and usually, unfortunately, I wake up like my anxiety wakes me up before yeah, I can yeah. even like wake up. I'm just like. Even if it's good anxiety, sometimes I, I say that and it sounds bad. Sometimes it's not bad necessarily. Like sometimes I'm just so excited for the day that I'm just like. Totally. That's how I feel too. It's not necessarily like I'm like, bad. oh my God, dying yeah. in stress. It's just like I'm kind of got to get going. Yeah, like, and you want yeah. to. Like I, I think mm-hmm. I saw you post this the other day as well where you were like, I'm big on resting and by no means am I like shoving work down anybody's throat but I'm in a season right now and I fully identify with this where you said like, I'm in a season right now where I want to be working on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Friday night, like whatever it is, maybe, yeah. maybe to somebody else that would not be conventional. But you said like, I'm in a season of my life where this is just something that I can do and want to do. And I feel like that's like yeah. the most important thing. Right. So I turn off my alarm and then I don't look at my, I put a podcast on and then I don't check anything. Okay. For a few hours. So that's what I was doing for a long time. And then I, and it was great, like not a few hours, but at least until I would be like leaving for the gym, which would usually be like 45 minutes after it also just, it's it's so great. You're inspiring me. I need to get back to this because it's so great. Cause like I can get up and get to the gym much faster. Whereas like, you know, as soon as you start looking at stuff, it's like another 15 minutes before you, you know, get to the next thing, no matter what you were doing. So Yeah, I'll do that. And then I always drink water, make coffee, like kind of right after I get out of bed. And then honestly, my husband and I usually go to the gym kind of first thing, or if I'm doing like some sort of workout event or class, I try to make that be first thing in the morning. So usually I only have like 40 minutes at home before I try to get out the door and um, then go work out, sauna, shower, and then get into work. I love that. Sauna every day or like most days? Um, if I go to the gym, I sauna cause there's one there. So unless that, for whatever reason, I'm not at the, like at my gym, then I won't. But if I'm there, I make time for it like five, 10 minutes, nothing crazy, but it's so it's like, I literally like my body craves it. I'll get to the gym and I know I have to work out and I'm like, Oh, like that's at the end of the workout. I love that so much. I want to talk about time, like managing your time during the day and also building a team. So in terms of how you plan your days and how you structure your days, I can tell that you're very mindful with your time and very selective with your time, which I think is like a huge thing that any entrepreneur should adopt. And obviously it's going to look different for everybody, but um, I really respect when people respect their time. You know what I mean? So if somebody wanted to like improve their time management during the day, what are some things that are like non-negotiables for you or what would you recommend? Okay. Yeah. I love that. So one is, okay. Well, there's been some changes. So when I first started my business, I didn't really, I wasn't living it or I just moved to New York and I wasn't, um, I didn't have a big following on Instagram. I wasn't going to like a lot of events or anything like that. Now I get invited to a lot of events during the day, um, and during the evenings. And so at first, like over the summer, I was saying yes to everything. Cause I was like, I want to, you know, get on the good side of these brands and really like build the relationship. And I felt like it was an important thing for me to do. Now I still say yes to as much as I can, but I of course am like, if it's kind of in the middle of the day and I know I have something else I'm going to have to do, then I will prioritize like the actual work over going to these events. Um, 
But that being said, like those are usually, I can't really shift those around. So I just say yes, if they make sense in my schedule. And I would say I usually have like four a week probably. And those sometimes are in the evening. And I actually prefer that because then I can have a full work day and like go to an event. But sometimes it's like a workout event in the middle of the day. So those are kind of already blocked out. Um, but then when it comes to calls that I'm in a little bit more control of, like I'm either choosing a time with a brand or it's with my team or something like that, I really try to put stack them together as much as possible. So for example, like time block yes, them. like I yeah. had one really quick call this morning, but then I had this podcast with you and then I have a call like immediately after and then I'm done. So it's nice for me to do them in chunks because then I don't do well with this like weird 30 minutes in between things. So I try to have things back to back as much as possible. Um, so that would be one thing I would definitely say is like, it takes a lot of energy for our brains to switch from talking on a call to then typing up emails to then doing something super creative. Like those all use very different pieces of our brain. And so the more you can lump tasks of the same type together, the more efficient you'll feel because you're not, you're not screwing yourself over by having to like keep flip-flopping around every 20 minutes. Have you heard of a Grace Beverly? No. So I'm going to send you her book. Her book is fucking incredible. She's like obsessed with productivity, but in a very strategic way. Like it's very tangible. It's like things that it's very tangible tips that anybody can start implementing. And she talks about this, of this like task switching all fucking day long, especially when you're working on multiple projects at once, right? Where sometimes maybe you can't, like some, some days I literally can't just work on one mm-hmm. thing because I have to hit multiple right. things. So she gave this tip about kind of getting into flow, like a state of mm-hmm. flow, which is like what we need. It's almost like the pregame to going out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you have to like warm up your brain, honestly, to like get ready and prep it for whatever task you're going to do instead of just jumping straight into something. And then like maybe you've you've set a, a certain amount of time to do that one task, but your brain is still fucking thinking about whatever the other thing you were doing. So it's going to take you like 20 minutes even to just get started. And then you, and she talks about different things that you can do, different activities that you can do depending on what task you're about to go into to enter a state of flow. So like if I'm in a podcast by myself, let's say, if I'm going to do a solo podcast, there's like a little ritual that I do like 20 minutes before just to get my mind in the mood, just to get just to let my brain know like, hey, this is what we're about to do. And then same when I wrap up, like podcasts take a lot out of me, whether it's alone or with somebody like, oh my God, I was just going to say when you're especially doing something like that by yourself, it's like, that's how I feel when I film workouts. It's like, so it's even more draining because you're not getting energy back from anyone. You're just outpouring energy like to a screen. Totally. And I think also I'm usually, I'm usually talking about like, it's usually not lighthearted, like it's fun and funny, but I'm also usually talking about something that, you know, it's like, feels a little bit heavier to me or just I'm so um, passionate about it. And even though I can't shut up my like tank of energy, especially like socially, and I know this isn't like social, but in a way it is, it's very, very small. Like I wish it was so much bigger than it is, but it's like so fucking limited. I can work all damn day, but like I have to be so careful with the things that I, I do and say yes to. So I don't like, I don't understand how some people do like three podcasts a day. I would fucking die. I would no, be, I, I would, I would not speak for a month after that if I did that. So I have to do it. Like I'll do them purposely like one a day because I know that in order for me to work best the rest of the day or 
whatever I have after, that's what I need because too much of too much of it will just drain me totally, right? So I'll have like something I do before and then something I do right after before I jump right into the next thing. I feel like that's sometimes I feel like people think like more is more, right? Like the faster that you can yeah. do something, I, I'm guilty of that because I love efficiency. I want to get shit done as fast as possible, but in a good way. But I've had to learn. But to your point too, yeah, it's like it's it is more it is more, but you actually can't by doing more, you're not actually I doing know. more. Like by trying to cram a bunch of things in, it's quality over quantity. So I think, and and I think especially like with the type of work we do, there's some you're it's a, it's very vulnerable. You're sharing your personal self with other people, even whether we're talking our businesses or our social media. Like it's both that way. And I think because of that, it I, there's this perfectionist element to it because you want to be putting everything out in the best light. So it really does no favors to be like doing things as quickly as possible, as fast as possible, because then I'm going to look back at everything and be like, wow, I got, I did a ton today and I hate all of it. And I have to redo it all because I was like out of energy or I don't, you know, it doesn't sound authentic or it's kind of like thrown together last minute. And so it's really the more intentional. And the other thing is with creative tasks, being creative is so hard. Like I need to do something creative and I was supposed to do it this morning. And I just, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to try to push it because I'm not feeling creative right now. So I could sit here and stare at my screen all day, but I might as well just like move this to this evening. Hope that I have like a burst then, you know? It's so real. That is, see, that is something that I wish more people knew is that when it's something creative, you're, you don't feel creative every single day. You don't feel inspired every single day. And a lot of these things, you have to bring creativity to them. You have to bring inspiration to them. You know, at least I, like I, I know if I'm going to sit down to record something and it's by myself, I'm like, if I'm not feeling it, I'm like, this is going to show. Maybe people won't pick up on it as much, but I feel it. The whole thing, the whole experience is ruined. So I'm like the same as you, where I'm like, if I'm not feeling something, if I have to shoot something, if I have to create something, if I have to write something, whatever it is, if I'm not feeling it. I will no longer push myself unless I really have to. And I'm, I have a deadline for whatever reason. I will no longer push it because honestly, nothing good in my life has ever come from me like forcing something. And it's the same with, with creativity, right? Like you can't just, I think that's universal too. I think in general, like if if something's forced, I've never heard of something that's been forced and people are like, Oh, best thing that ever happened to me. I was forced to do something. Like usually there needs to be some element of, you have a pull, a little bit of a pull that you're ready to start something or ready to do something. And then I think there's times where I feel so creative and I could like that time when I posted that the other night that you were talking about, it's like, it was up at like midnight doing something, but part of it's because I had to get it done. But another big part of it was because I was like on a roll and I'm like, I'm going to keep this going. I feel good about it right now. You know, I feel like that's part of like the flow thing where it's like, you're priming yourself to do something. And then after you do it, you're also kind of letting yourself relax and do something kind of to step out of that flow before you're switching tasks or ending your day or whatever it is. But I think something that helps me really when I'm like forcing something where I can't, I'm writing an episode and it's just like not hitting, my humor is missing, my like sass is missing or whatever it is. I will step aside if I can. I know, I know this isn't applicable to everybody. I understand that. But like, if I can, I will step away, do something completely fucking opposite and then later on, I'm able to like step back and look at it in a different way. And then I'll look back and I'm like, what the fuck was I writing? Like that was so bad. And then I have, I'm, I'm like fresh again, right? Sometimes I'll also come back to stuff and I'm like, oh, this is like way better than I thought it was. 
and you just need but but I wasn't like in the mood before and now I'm like okay I can I have good like skeleton here I can kind of build off of it you know that's always nice when I'm like oh the bullets I took weren't like I can work with this it's not like a complete piece of shit how do you manage or actually let me rephrase that is there any part of what you're doing right now that has affected you emotionally in a way that you don't love like is there an is there an area of what we do whether it's comparison or something you know related to like more the emotional side is there something that has been affecting you or something that you can think of when I say that yeah I think before what it used to be was what you're saying like comparison feeling like oh my god I would be like checking actually checking people that were like in a similar position to me and being like are they growing? Like how much did they grow in the last week? How much did I grow in the like things like that, that are so they're just not helpful to anyone. And it's also like, there are so many factors as to why certain things happen at certain times. And that really would like drive me nuts. And I would get in this. It's like, you know, you're like stalking an ex or like stalking your exes or your current person's like ex or something. And you like get in this weird, crazy rabbit hole. You like feel super shitty. It's like, one of those types of situations, but it was like for work. And that made me used to make me feel like shit. Honestly, the only thing I can say that stopped that was I got really busy and I just didn't have time to be like paying attention to what other people were doing as carefully anymore. Um, but obviously that's not something I was like proud of. So I wasn't really talking to anyone about the fact that I was going through that. Every once in a while you'd see a TikTok and I'd be like, oh, glad other people are doing this too. And it's not just me. What's well, the most human universal feeling I think comparison whether it's the business you know your business and the growth of a business or if it's somebody's relationship or somebody's body like I think comparison is the biggest fucking one of the biggest things that when I ask my audience like what do you need this week what do you need to be reminded of what do you need this what do you need that I can't tell you how confidence and comparison are so brought up. And they're the same thing, right? Like when you feel confident, you don't feel like you need to compare. So it, it really, there, it's exact, it's two sides of the same coin. Like if you're confident, if you're not feeling very confident at that time, you're going to feel, there's going to be more comparison. If you're feeling super confident, you're not worried about what other people are doing. Like it's, they go hand in hand. So that totally makes sense. I think now my biggest thing is just that which is actually something I haven't really dealt with yet, but it's that I have been like so nonstop, like especially with travel and truly this weekend, there was like a day where I slept yesterday. I had slept 10 hours and then took a three hour nap in the middle of the day. Like I'm just tired. And I also, but we're going into the holidays and I don't really have time to address it right now. And I'm being careful enough to not like fully burn myself out and be crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, people keep being like, are you, how are you doing? And I'm like, I honestly, like, I haven't really thought about it. Like I'm almost avoiding thinking about it. Cause I'm like, I'll have time to, and I know that's not like practice what you preach. It's not really that like healthy of a way to deal with it, but it's just kind of where I'm at right now. I think, see, that's the thing is my mom always says this to me. Like some days she'll call me at like 9 PM and I'm still working or I'm, you know, usually I do my supplier conversations and fighting with suppliers and all that stuff usually it's at night because of the time difference whatever Mm -hmm. and she's like just relax or she'll be like come like stay home longer you know she always wants me to stay home and I'm like I can't like I have to go pack orders I have things to do like she's like but just like slow down it's okay and I'm like no like this is the thing is like I want to do this right now and I feel like I'm in a season of building like it's not that I feel like I haven't earned time off Maybe a part of me feels that way. I will always probably feel that way because my brain just works that way. But like, but I want to do this. I have the energy to do this. 
and I feel driven to do this, right? So I think it's just like, and I think you're also very self-aware. So I think you know, like you know that you're probably overworking or maybe just not having as much. I know if I was watching someone else, I would, I know if I was watching someone else doing the same thing, I'd be like, dude, just like take a couple days. Like you can take a couple but days. You, yeah. I, and I hear you, but I also understand what totally. you're saying and why you're doing it. And I don't like, think I'd be, ha- I wouldn't be happier if I was like, if I was taking time, I would wish I was doing this instead. So it's, it's not, I'm not unhappy and I'm like not unhappy with it, but I do think if there's one thing where I'm, it, I know I'm tired. <laughs> Like, I think that's what it is. I'm like getting exhausted. You know, you're tired, but you also, you also know that this is a crazy. It's a season. Yeah. The end of Q4. It's a crazy fucking moment. You know that like every single day for the rest of next year or whatever, it's not going to look this exact way. Right. I think we have seasons that are way busier, way crazier than others. And I think as I think the, the most important thing is what you literally said in the first sentence where it's like, I know that I'm doing this. And I know that in a little bit, I'm going to have to like, you know, give myself the time that I need to like bounce back. And I think as long as you know that, and you know, and you're thinking about it intentionally, like, I think it's, I think there's a moment for everything. I think there's a a season for everything. There's also something that's so exciting to me about how right now, like over the holidays, especially for people that aren't in like retail or anything that's really like consumer focused, it's a chill time. Like people get a lot of time off people are usually, you know, kind of by mid-November, you figured everything out and it's everybody's like, let's circle back next year. Let's circle back next year. And for people that either own their own business or for people that are especially working in, you know, something that's like giftable for the holidays, it's the craziest time. But something about that makes me excited because it's like, okay, I have this window here of the next like six weeks to really get ahead because so many people are doing nothing. And And that's fine. Not they're not doing nothing. They're enjoying their life in another way. But when it comes to work, they're not they're not focused there. And so it gives you right. It's an opportunity. It's really exciting. And especially if you're enjoying what you're doing. And like, you know, if what we're doing now could put our brands leaps and bounds ahead by February of next year, it's so worth it. So worth it. I know we have to wrap up soon. I want to ask you two more questions. Do you feel like you were always a confident person? Like what, what, and if you, in a spark notes version has been like your journey with confidence? I've always been really comfortable being center of attention. Like I've always liked attention. I was in theater. I loved being on stage. I loved performing. Um, but I think I was also always really insecure. So it was kind of this weird juxtaposition where I maybe seemed super, maybe someone would say I was super confident, but inside I didn't feel confident. Like I felt very, like I had a lot of trouble with friends, especially in like elementary and middle school. Um, I felt like always a little out of place until I moved to Chicago because I'm from Wisconsin and not from like a super small town. I'm from Madison, but that compared to Chicago is obviously a big difference. And I think growing up, I always kind of felt like, okay, I need something bigger. Like I want to live somewhere bigger. I want to be around more people. And I didn't feel like anyone else had that that same feeling, which made me just feel like a little misunderstood, a little out of place. Um, I always felt most at home when I was like doing theater and performing and doing all of that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't think I innately had confidence. I think over the last three years, my confidence has like completely shot up and done a 180. But I do think that if you asked other people, they would tell you I was always confident, which is funny. I love so many things about what you said. The first that I want to say is I love that you 
straight up said, I wanted to be seen because I feel like as women, we're so scared to say that. We're so scared to admit that. And that was the biggest struggle of my 20s was I felt like I didn't deserve that. Like I wanted, I wanted to be heard. I felt like I have this fucking sassy personality and I'm funny and I wanted to tell a story. And I didn't, I feel like I don't, I, I felt uncomfortable admitting that I wanted people to see me and hear me. And I feel like I love that you were like, I wanted something bigger. I knew I wanted more. I also want to validate that you said you were confident. Maybe externally people were picking that up. And that inside you felt insecure. I think even, I think it's so normal that both things could have been true at the same time. You probably did have confidence, right? And you were probably still insecure as most of us growing up are. And even now, like, I feel like I'm so much more confident than than I've ever been in my life, but I can be hella insecure in some areas as well. And the last thing I want to say is you said in the last three years, it's like shot up. What do you think you owe that to? Or what would you attribute that to? I think definitely self-love like just I feel really confident in my decisions because I know I'm coming from a good place and I know who I am and I know that I live very authentically like what I say and how I act is what I'm actually doing and so I can kind of like back my shit up and I think that that builds confidence because it's I'm not out here saying things that aren't happening behind the scenes. And so I think that that has really helped with my confidence because I've kind of like created a mental checklist of like, what are the, what are the things that Kira, what do do I want to be? And then how does Kira look on the outside and how can those things be the same? Like how can those two lists add up? So now it's like, if someone doesn't like something I'm doing or doesn't vibe with it or whatever, it's, it's okay. Cause I wouldn't change. I wouldn't, I'm not looking to change myself. Whereas before I think I was kind of like, so sensitive to what other people thought that if if someone didn't like something I was doing or, you know, thought I was weird or thought something was annoying, like I immediately wanted to, oh, well, okay, then they must be right. And I need, that must mean I need to kind of shift that. Let me work on that. And it's like, you don't have to work on everything people don't like. Like sometimes that's just you. If you're being a bad person, that's another story. But like if you're doing things from a good place and you're not hurting anyone in the process, at some point you just have to understand, you know, who you are. And then I also think, I've been in a relationship for like almost five years. I'm married now. That helps a lot because you're, you have someone valid. I mean, if you're with a good partner, if you're with who you should be, like the love of your life, they're validating a lot of those things. And they're also mirroring back to you things that maybe you don't want to be acting like and, and showing you, okay, well, you just said this and like, that wasn't really that nice. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to be not nice. If you say, if that's not nice, I'm going to change that behavior. You know, it's like a check. So totally. And it, it adds like a sense of security. I'm assuming yeah. oh, there's something you said that I wanted to, to say, oh, that you said like you used to felt the, feel the need to have to change something if you felt like somebody wasn't receiving that well. Right. And I feel like something that took me so long to understand is that you're not for everyone. Like I know I'm not for everybody. I know that I might be too much for some people, not enough for others. And that's fine because guess what? I don't like everybody either. So why am I expecting? I would rather lay in the street than not be liked. Let me just tell you that. I fucking hate it, okay? But like, I've also understood that it's also very unfair for me to think that way because I don't like everybody. How the, why do I expect everyone's gonna like me? Like in a dream world, that would happen, but that's not real life. So I think we, as, like you said, if you're doing, if you're making yourself proud and you're, and you're happy with your decisions and you're living authentically, I love how you said that, then 
you kind of have to be okay with the fact that you're not going to be for some people, no matter whether you do everything right, you know, in your eyes, if you do everything right, you still not be for some people. And that's okay because maybe they're just not for you either, you know? Right. And because your rights are different. Exactly. Like what is, what everything right is to you is different than what everything right is to them. And th- those things that once you re- think about it that way, it's like, those things are never going to perfectly line up with every person on the planet. Otherwise there would be no war. We'd all be perfectly peaceful singing kumbaya like that's just not, not life. the truth of it and it's also like so much of it is what whatever someone else might be going through like people that you know bother me it's like it's probably reflecting something that I'm feeling if we really want to get into it like it's probably not it's not anyone and their one specific action it's usually something that has to do it's deeper yes, than that absolutely yeah, exactly. absolutely um okay my last question before we wrap up what is something that people wouldn't expect about you. Like if somebody just looked at your IG and is like, she's fucking killing it, productive queen, routine queen, killing it. What's something doesn't have to be good or bad, just anything that like comes to mind that you're like, actually people would not expect this from me. Okay. I think just in general, like something that people, people can't really tell online. And also people don't know, even people that like I am acquaintances with, but not that close don't know. It's like, I'm super like weird, nerdy, like goofy. Like I have this very silly aspect to me and I always have been that way. And like my brother and I, like when we're together are like so weird, like it just, those types of things. And with close friends, they all know that, like it doesn't take, you don't need to be that close to me to see that piece of it. Yeah. But it's yeah. my husband and I always joke that like he has that, but like people kind of, he'll, he's like not ashamed to like enter with that. And like, introduce himself that way and I am like I act so normal and then like people will see me do something and they're like what are you doing and I'm like no this is like actually how I feel on the inside I'm like very strange so I don't know I think I think that that's so annoying because people are always like oh that girl's like pick me when people say stuff like I'm not like most girls I don't even mean it like that I just mean that it's like I love to have fun I love to laugh like I love to be super goofy I don't take things very seriously Um, and I like to surround myself with people that also are that way. So in other words, like my close interactions are usually very funny and like lighthearted and that's what makes me happy. But you just, you can't really know that about someone unless you like spend one-on-one time with them. So yeah, I would say what's yours. What's mine. You know what? Actually, I always think this, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't see. That's the thing. Like, I don't know how I'm perceived like I can get a general idea, but like, I don't really know totally. what the perception, the general per- perception might be, but even just in general and in my life, I don't think people realize how fucking sensitive I am because I don't show mm-hmm. that. I don't I show that, that like often. No, I and I have so many more feelings than I let on. And actually like, just I'm a sensitive bitch. I really am. Like I'm a Scorpio moon. I was born under a Scorpio moon. Like mental stability is not on the cards for me. Like I am a sensitive bitch. And I think because of the way I am, I don't know what that means. Like a lot of people don't think, pick up on that. And then when I am like, I'm like, oh, you know, like my feelings are like coming out and people are like, wait, what? Like I misread this. So I think that's what I would say. You had you posted the funniest you posted the funniest meme recently that was like, I'd love to be chill, but I'm, I'm insane. like insane or something like that. <laughs> I was like, um, 
Oh, it was so good. I cried reading that shit. I, and I was like, like, this is me. No, I was like, I'm I'm so cute. It's a bummer. I'm insane or something like that. I'm like, that is me. Like dead ass. But anyway, oh, I love this. I could talk to you for hours. I know. I hang out soon. I'm going to, I'm planning a trip to New York. So TBD on that. Tell people wh- where they can find you. Where can people get find more cacti, find more you, give us everything. And everything will be linked, obviously. Yes, I think easiest way is Instagram. So Kira, K-I-R-A Jones. And then we also have our cacti wellness Instagram, which is, we have a lot of like productivity hacks, more of the workouts posted. And then we always post our weekly schedules and links to the videos and things like that. So those are good hubs. Also any, I think this episode is going up this week. So is there anything like Thursday? So is there anything for next week that we should keep our eye out on? for Black Friday. Yes, um, we're going to be actually offering, I'll just say what it is. We're gonna do half off the annual membership. So it's gonna be, it's like literally like less than $5 a month when you break it down. It's such a good deal. So we have 20 minute workouts, meditations, productivity workshops, everything's included once you join. Um, So yeah, and then also let me make a code for you and I'll just let you know what it is and you can put it in the show notes, but to give people a free month if they just want to like dip their toes into it. Yes, I would love that. Okay, amazing. Okay, I'll let you go. I know you have your call. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Talk to you soon. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.